0: hey love welcome to her promise circle podcast a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing growth and walking confidently into god's purpose for your life it's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman god created you to be i'm your host and founder of her promise circle mikhail get connected let us support you where you are right now and where you're going I don't know who can relate to this, but I know a lot of us have been in a place with God where we're indecisive or literally paralyzed by fear or concerned and worried and full of doubt and anxiety over the decisions we need to make in our lives. And is this God's will? Is this God's purpose for me? Is this relationship for me? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to move to a different state? Whenever you're discovering, what God has for you? These are questions that arise. However, they're not supposed to create such an anxiety that it stagnates you, that it makes us stop moving, that it makes us stop trusting. It's just another reason that we need to trust God and take on his peace because you can't make decisions out of fear. Fear is not a motivator that God uses. Fear is a motivator that the enemy uses. He tries to rush you. He tries to make you feel like if you don't do this, then that. What is from God is sure. It comes with peace. It comes with confirmation. Over and over again, you'll see that this is the right thing for you. That's not to say you won't have problems. It's going to take work. Anything does. But God will continue to reaffirm this thing to you. He will show you you have grace for it. He will show you that he has equipped you for it, either by the people around you who observe you or from yourself. How do you feel? And that's not saying that you're not going to ever feel like, wow, I'm not good enough. Wow, I'm not this and that. You need to start casting down those vain imaginations first of all. Girl, we are so lazy with our thoughts. We kind of let anything come in nowadays and we're just like, yeah, this is me. Like, this is just how I am. And no, it's not. It's not. Cast those imaginations down. God says that he equips the called. So we have to believe him. So that's where we're going to start today. Is it a faith problem that we have when we're in this season with God? You say you believe God, but what about when a decision comes up or one of these problems arise or something goes wrong in your eyes? You pray and then you pick it back up. You pray and then you create a plan B. What do you think of God after you pray? Are you like, did God even hear me? I'm probably wrong for praying that. That's probably not even in God's will. He probably won't even answer me. I haven't been reading my word like I should. I haven't been praying like I should. I swore a lot yesterday. I sinned this morning. Like, did God even hear that prayer? We doubt who our God is. And I think that a lot of us have this problem because one, we're insecure within ourselves and we've had bad experiences with other people. And what our human brain does is we put those traits on God. He isn't trustworthy, that he can't do it. If we don't do it, no one will do it the right way. Perfectionism, as I taught my girls in Bible study last week, we are all dealing with it. You're in a safe place, sis. But we try to take control because that's what we do in our regular lives. And so we try to do that with God. And it's so very unhealthy for our relationship with God. It keeps us from having a full grown faith, it keeps us from appropriating in faith the things that he has promised us as his children. We are literally waiting for God to treat us how humans do. We're waiting for God to be unforgiving and unyielding and vengeful. We're waiting for God to ignore us and give us the cold shoulder because we were bad. We're waiting for God to not care what we want in life. We're waiting for God to deceive us. He's stringing me along with this good prophecy and I don't see nothing happening. We think God is a scammer. God is not a human, babes. And all those people that hurt you, all those people that did those things to you, it was the enemy trying to put a block right here, right now in this position, because God is trying to move you out of this mindset, out of these habits that will have you questioning God, that will keep you from moving to the next that he has for you. These things are only corrected through faith. Faith is the substance of the things that we hope for. So if we're not hoping for anything, or if we're not seeing God in a positive light, how can we even begin to ask him for things? Faith is believing God. Faith is the underlying element of our relationship with God. Abraham's faith was counted to him as righteousness. Faith is the foundation, and without it, can you even have a solid relationship with God? Hebrews 11 and 16 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Period. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. Faith is so important to your relationship with God. God moves when there's faith. What about the woman who grabbed the hem of his garment and was healed? Now faith. Her faith is what connected her to God and received what it is that he had for her, which was her healing. I'm going to continue reading it. because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him so sis how are you praying like how i ran off those things that sometimes we say in our heads after we get done praying i know i do girl you're not alone in this anyone who comes to god must believe that he exists so yeah i believe god exists you know i believe you know the savior messiah i know, I know all that. i know that. i went to church but do you also believe that he's a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. God checked me with this verse so hard about a year ago because, yes, I believed in him. And yes, I was praying. I was persistent in prayer and everything, fasting, all the things. But he showed me this verse. I'm like, yeah, I know this verse, God. Okay, I continue reading. I'm like, okay, because anyone who comes to him has believed that he exists. I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, read that last part. (laughs) And that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. And due to some things that I've been through in my past, it's not always easy for me to believe good of people. And so this transfers into our relationship with God. And he was showing me that I was putting human traits on a sovereign God. The God who created me, the God who sustains this universe. I was putting him in a box with people who could hurt me. If I let this person close, they're going to hurt me. What a lot of us struggle with. But we need to understand God is not in that box. God is not a person. God is God. So he doesn't have traits like your ex-boyfriend. He doesn't have traits like your sister who hurts you. He doesn't have traits like your ex-best friend. He's God. And so the more you get to know God, the more you can trust him. And the more you trust him, the more you start believing him and living your life according to who he is and who he says you are He has plans to prosper you, child, not to harm you. Do you believe that? He said he was Jehovah Jireh, the Provider. He will supply every need in Philippians four nineteen. Do you believe that? He is unchanging in Malachi three and six. It says, "For I, the Lord, do not change." Therefore, you are not consumed. He is unchanging. Doesn't say anything about, oh, you didn't read your devotional, so now I'm gonna let all these bad things happen to you. Don't say nothing about that. Where do we get this stuff from? He is loving. He loved us when we were yet sinners. God loves you. It is God who sustains the world. He is God Almighty. In Colossians 1.17, it says, And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Just when you read verses, I need you to understand how powerful this is. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. God is holding his whole ship together. If humans were left to their own demise, imagine where America would be. I mean, it's already pretty bad. Listen to how powerful these verses are. If you serve a God who's before all things, why are you worried about what's ahead of you? If he already mapped it out before you even thought. He's a God of mercy and grace. We're waiting for God to be mad at us and punish us for every sin and take things away from us. He's faithful to forgive you. You confess, he forgives, he even forgets, but we still apologize for sins we did four years ago because we're not sure. That's a faith problem. His love is relentless for us. He says he'll chase us down. He'll leave the 99 just to come find you. I don't know your story about coming to Christ, but that's what happened to me. That's how it felt. It felt like no matter how bad I was, he was still there patient with me until I was ready to receive him. I grew up in the church, and then I ran far, far away. But when he says he'll leave the 99 to come find you, he could have left me to my own will my own self-destruction. He could have left me in my hurt and pain and old bad habit, but he didn't. He let me find him in a bottomed out place. And he waited until I accepted him on my end because he loves me so much. He would never make me serve him, make me want to love him, make me want to have a relationship with him. He loves me too much. His love is relentless. All things work together for our good, he says. Do you believe that? Think about some tragedy that you went through. Let's go back 10 years, 5 to 10 years ago. Can you see how this thing has taught you something? Can you see how this thing has made you stronger? Can you see how this thing has showed you something about yourself that you never knew? Really look back at things and see, test God. Is, is he telling the truth? And if you don't see how it's worked out for your good, that means it will. because. God is inherently good. He is goodness. He is light. That is who God is. Before we were even a thought, he formed us and he wove us into his plan and gave us a purpose. You're not aimless. You're not directionless. You're not useless. I don't care who told you that. I don't care if it was your own parents. You have a purpose. He has a plan for you. He equipped you with everything you would need to do what it is you need to do on this earth. Do you believe him when he says we have authority over the enemy? You do. Y'all just be letting the enemy run up. And y'all meaning me. <laughs> Will the enemy try to come in like a flood. The enemy tries to come in and steal, kill, and destroy whatever he can. And we let him because we direct our anger and our focus to people instead of the attack that is at hand. Don't ever forget about the spirit. We war on every other front but in the spirit, which is to pray and rebuke. You have the authority to do that. Peace is our portion. Do you believe that? Jesus left us with peace that surpassed all understanding. Do you believe that you're meant to experience the fullness of joy? Joy. That means even in trials you have joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. We are to have a mind like Christ, which is steady. We are able to cast down every vain imagination that comes against what God says. We have the ability to have a calm mind. It's already ours. Yet, whatever it is that holds us back from claiming it is the exact thing that keeps us in anxiety and fear and doubt and worry. It keeps us there and it stagnates us. It keeps us in position. It keeps us stuck and that's what the enemy wants. doesn't want you moving to next because child, that next, is huge. It's big. That next level in Christ, it's big. It's huge. And the enemy doesn't want to see you get there. So we have to start stepping up. You're relying on, Lord, please do this and do that. And I'm going to go back to living how I used to live. I'm going to keep doing the same habits. I'm not going to wake up earlier. I'm not going to discipline myself. But you do this, make this happen. Gnosis, this is a partnership. And you need to understand that in Christ, these things are yours. The reason you don't have them is because you don't believe you do. And because you haven't claimed them for yourself. You might be addicted to anxiety. So now anytime you're in a healthy state, a peaceful state, you're uncomfortable. Because so much has happened to you in your past. Trust me, sis, I know. (laughs) Trust me. What if we actually believe who God says he is and who he says we are? Imagine your self-esteem. Imagine... How much you could love yourself and like yourself. I know people who don't even like themselves. I never used to like myself. I'm just now getting there. Imagine if we believed God. Imagine how your prayers would change. Imagine how you'd move differently. Imagine how you'd open up a ministry. Imagine how you'd use your... And ministry doesn't mean preaching from a pulpit. It could be your business. Just the light of Christ in your life, your favor on your life, is a ministry. Imagine how all that would change if you realized the power behind it. Imagine how you begin to grow deeper in him. Imagine how you begin to see yourself and in turn see others. Because how you see you has a huge impact on how you see other people. If you're constantly judging and criticizing yourself and talking negatively about yourself, guess what you're going to do to other people? If you're constantly hating yourself, tearing yourself down, you're going to be a gossip love others as you love yourself so if you do not love yourself you will not be able to love on others appropriately so let's let's get into the fix what do we do Mick like all this sounds like me all right now what i think we look at having faith as this big venture like all right more faith more faith more faith and it's just like but how It's like we look at it and it's not bite-sized so we can understand it or comprehend it. We look at it like, yeah, I just need to have more faith. And then what do we do? (laughs) Just, yeah, I just need to have more faith. I just need to believe God. But what do I do? How do I get more faith, right? If you're ever in the position where you're like, I'm waiting for an answer. What should I do? Is this for me? God, you seem quiet. Are you there? We look at these things as so daunting when really to build our faith, All that's necessary is focusing on God and who he says he is and believing him and claiming all that he has for us. You take it one day at a time. You just place your faith in God in little things. Start out with little things. I know it's harder with bigger things that you care about and are invested in, but try it this week. Just believe him for a parking spot. Believe him to find a dollar on the ground. Start small and God will meet you where you are. Faith of a mustard seed, by the measure of your faith, right? I think we make it this big project like, okay, have faith. It's just a huge task, it seems. But God doesn't have to prove anything to us, let's be real. But he allows things to happen. He brings you through them. And every time you come through, you still don't believe him. You have made it through every heartbreak, every eviction, every overdue bill, every death, every rejection, every job, every loss of a friend, every loss of a relationship. Why? Because God kept you. People lose their minds over less than you've been through, sis. But the faithfulness of God to you in your life has gotten you through every trial that has been presented to you. And if you are currently in a trial, look back at the other trials God's brought you through. Oh, you have scars. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to come out unscathed. And you will remember it. It might still hurt even. But you have your mind. You have love in your heart. Despite those heartbreaks, you can still love other people. You just have such a big heart. Why? Because God lives in you. You can still praise God because you do have faith, sis. And God in his goodness uses these scars to reach other people through you. All things work together for the good of those. Come on, y'all know. Nothing is wasted with God. Nothing. God is not wasteful. He restores and he redeems. That's who he is. Every bad thing he redeems. He uses. He teaches. And he makes things beautiful. He comes to you on level you're at, and he pieces together and makes them into a beautiful whole story, a beautiful whole purpose, a beautiful whole plan. That's the character of God. He comes in, he fills, he makes it better than it was before and still loved it even when it was broken. God is beautiful like that. That's so poetic. Like That's the character of the God we serve. He fills things. He transforms things. He renews things. He makes it better than he found it. Think about it in the beginning, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved across the waters. What is this? We read that like so like, oh, yeah, it's just in the beginning. But listen to the words. God moved over what was dark and unformed. And God said, let there be light. And there was light, just a couple words, and the whole environment shifted. Now, maybe I'll talk about words and the power of them in a next episode, but we are created in Christ's image, so watch what you say. You'll be surprised what words can do in an environment. Side note, moving on. When God moves, darkness comes to light things begin to happen, yet we limit him by our past experiences, our past hurts and pains and doubts and disappointments from how people treated us. We have trust issues, but he is God, and the sooner we realize who he is, the more we can trust him. I don't care if you grew up in the church. You still have to experience God for yourself. You need to date him, get to know him, don't gloss over that answered prayer, You need to thank him and see him in little tidbits of your life, in the small places. Have him showing you he hears you, that he's there. He cares for you. So if you're going through a time where you don't know where you're going, what to do next, if you're in his will, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the God that you serve, getting to know him, trusting him, letting him love you. and so. As you continue to build faith, focus will stop being turned to anxiety. It'll stop dwelling on problems, and it'll be focused on God. And when you focus on God, that's when your mind's at peace. That's when your spirit is at peace. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Keep your thoughts on things above. Instead, we worry about all these earthly things and wonder why we're riddled with anxiety and fear and insecurity and comparison and jealousy. Focused on the wrong thing, sis. Focus on God. Date God. Get to know him. See who he is. Find out his character through the characters in the Bible. How he treats people. He's unchanging. God is unchanging. In Malachi, God is unchanging. He is who he is. So if we saw him do that for Hannah, if we saw him do that for David, If we saw him do that for Solomon, why couldn't he do it for us? It's the same God. Don't limit God. That's why you're riddled in fear and worry and anxiety. That's why you're limiting the God that you serve. And you need to step up and claim what it is that he has for you. Claim what you feel like you're without. It's already yours. And that's why you're not hearing him. Because he's already answered it. Now it's on you. So just remember these four things. God has a plan for you. Write down Jeremiah 29 and 11 and meditate on it. Remember that you are building faith through every trial. Nothing that goes wrong in your life will be wasted. James 1, 2, and 3 tells us to rejoice in our trials. Remember that God loves you. In 1 John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. And number four, God has your best in mind, Romans 8 and 28, that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who have been called according to his purpose. God has your best in mind, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He's sovereign, he's unchanging. So I pray you remember that this week. Pray this word settles in and you apply it. And that you receive the things that God has already given you that you may have missed. Have a great week.